podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 on this Sunday night. Uh, Gav here with Shawnee, with Grizz and with Keith. And we get to look back at the magnificent seventh. That's what we've called this show because Liverpool went to Palace yesterday and absolutely put them to the sword and a bit, little bit more, I suppose, on top of that. But um, we did do a reaction show yesterday, which was meant to be 10 minutes and it lasted 32. But um, this one is packed out tonight and we're going to go through all the goals. We're going to go through the lineups, a couple of players individually. We're going to have a look at the festival season the January transfer window coming up and a few bit more bits on top of that um Shawnee I'm gonna come to you first because you're my favorite well um and, and you're the best look oh, that's all right that's all right. Look, Chris, Chris is upset already. Look, look, he's gone mad. No, I'm saying that's all right. I'm saying I'll just right. just keep an eye on my phone here for the WhatsApp from Grizz. Um, yeah. uh, Shani, you know we we go into that one yesterday and you know we know how fantastic it is but when we're going into this game 12.30 kickoff, play during the week. Looks like we're going to go fairly similar to what, what we did against Spurs. When you're going into it, are you thinking, oh, banana skin here? Or in your words, as i seen during the game yesterday, it's just one you need to manage. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone has this stigma around Selhurst because of what happened in 13, 14. But if you look at uh, Klopp's record there it's actually impeccable I don't think he's lost again I don't even think he's drawn a game there I think he's won every mm. game he's played there so yeah. I think just in the back of our minds we always kind of have that there sort of like some sort of a PTSD but mm. they've they've been playing well Palace uh, but mainly away from home so the home record is kind of flattered to the safe and they do have players that can hoard you on the counter so it was one of those games because look we're not full strength and we seem to be managing and it's a 12 30 kickoff, like you said. Um, we've become slow starters this season. So, 12 30 on a Saturday, we were held to the fact that they hadn't got fans there. Because I think if they have fans there, it's a completely different game, which mm-hmm. sounds like a bit of a ridiculous thing to say. But it is a factor when it comes to Palace because they're regarded as the best home fans in the league. But we started well, we got the goal two minutes in. But after the first goal, we go to bits. Mm. We go yeah. to bits, we, we looked leggy. We looked tired, and it was just one of those where you just said, "Look, just get through to this. Get get, get into halftime at one 0 here, 
and, and we'd be grand. And the game just flipped on its head with two two bits of brilliance from from Sadio and the t- the tall goal is just Bobby Firmino yeah. back it's, to front. It's oh, it's unbelievable. It was a, it was the most I've enjoyed a Liverpool performance this season because the players who we usually can't really rely on. We they were there yesterday. Mm. Minamino was brilliant yesterday. Keita yeah. was brilliant yesterday. Like the 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 co-stars, so to speak, stepped up and made it a really really enjoyable game. It was excellent. The football in the second half was unbelievable. It was, and and I, I, I want to talk about whether it's a statement on that later on. But Grizz, you know, we are going into it. we we have the whole issue around the half twelve. You see Matt coming in for Reese Williams. You see Kate coming in for Jones, and there's a tour change in there somewhere that's completely gone out of my head. It's Minamino for Salah. Um, yeah. So so you see those changes, and you're saying to yourself, Minamino hasn't set the place on fire but but he has a performance in him Kate is being in and out through injury and stuff like that and you're you're, you're wondering what Kate will show up and Matip is, is a bonus to be back although Reese Williams done really really well against sports so when you're going into this Chris are you thinking you know are you are you thinking that along Shawnee's lines it's a game you need to manage because of the midweek game or is it one where you think no listen there's well enough on that side where you just go and manage it, yeah, but you have enough to beat Crystal Palace because they play during the week as well. Yeah, and your last um, your last question or your last line of your question is absolutely critical in my opinion. The fact that they had, um, they were coming off sort of two games. This was going to be their third game as well in about seven days as well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they had to play near enough the same team, um, it just gave you an insight into other teams, how they sort of end up playing when they're sort of involved in a heavy schedule like we are every single week. Do you know what I mean? So this was a one-off rarity for Palace to have to play three games in seven days and and it showed in the performance. And along with Sean's point about the crowd, I've been to that crowd and I agree, that's that's one of the loudest uh, loyal fan bases. You said that as if you've made an appearance at Selhurst Park <laughs> and they've given you a brilliant reception. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it, it was it was kind of <laughs> No, I tell you, and you know, you guys will laugh, right? But see, I've got a story about this. It was quite an appearance because it was Nabi Kater's first game. Um, oh yeah, he made his debut there. Oh, the famous Grizz Khan game. Yeah, I remember. Right. So yeah, do you remember? And and so <laughs> there was a couple of fans that sort of just knew me off Twitter and said, oh my, uh, Grizz, what's happening, mate? Blah, 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 Nabi Keita, your boy, because loads of memes were made of me and Nabi Keita married. I don't know if you remember that, because yeah. I was so insistent that no, Nabi Keita... No, I don't remember that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I must go and see them. Oh, videos of me and Nabi Keita, uh, like husband and wife, one of those I ones. I must have had you on mute at the time, that's why I didn't Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but we, were, we were still building our relationship at that time. I was yeah. Nabi Keita, yeah, I was Nabi Keita. <laughs> yeah. Um, me and Nabi Keita were an, uh, an item back then. So, yeah, fond memories of that place. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. It probably goes back to the to the Brendan Rodgers game where the the the, 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 the famous three-all draw, was it, in the end? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah the, sti- yeah, the infamous. The stigma is attached around that still. But as Sean says, we've got a magnificent record there. We actually... Pam them every time we play them near enough. I mean, last last season was a bit, you know, nervy. We needed a Bobby scrambled goal, I think it was. Yep. Um, but yeah, overall, I was confident 
especially with no crowd, especially with a small turnaround for them. But again, 12.30 kickoffs, same, same, basically same core of players. And then you hear Mo Salah's not starting. So the nerves were a bit jingly, but we made the opposite of, uh, I mean, we made the opposite start of against, uh, from Fulham, where we scored in the first five minutes. And, you know, we took it from there. Yeah, we absolutely did. Keith, you know, we, we spoke about the lineup yesterday on the, on the reaction show and, and what we felt going into it. But I want to start going through the goals. And we done this yesterday, but it's good to get, you know, more opinions yeah. on this. And, and it's, like, we done it right after the end of the game. So, yeah. you know, when you, I, I've watched, I've actually watched the match back um, since. And, you know, when you do, you, you notice a lot, a lot more things. But it was, there was one thing, you know, Keith, and the first goal, like, you know, it's a ball, it's a ball into, into Mane, who's come across, made him run across the, the box. He gets a Minamino. It's a decent touch. Klein sells himself a bit. And it's a fabulous finish. But the one thing that stood out for me was, I think it's Trent plays the ball in. Um, but, but you can hear the Palace bench saying, get at him, get at him, get at him. And they don't, they stand off. And as soon as they stand off, the quality shows straight away. They stand off him, they stand off Mane. They're not tight enough to Minamino. Bang goal. You can't give Liverpool that space, Keith. I don't know what, I don't care what the players are, what form they're in. You cannot give that sort of space to a team like that. It's simple. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit mad. Um, and I don't know if, you know, we haven't been at our sparkling best lately, you know, and maybe teams, are a bit complacent against us now as well. You know that the I know you're saying they're shouting to get toy, but the players weren't getting toy. Or maybe they were looking at it and thinking, well, Mane is not being on the boil. Minamino hasn't done anything for Liverpool, but it was an excellent goal. I mean, the touch to get away from it, it looked. He got a bit of criticism in the commentary. I was watching for a heavy touch, Minamino. But then you seen the replay, and he just set himself up beautifully for it, and took an absolute strike at a ball, a lovely clean strike into the bottom corner. That was a great goal. We already did sort of stand off and I know they were missing a few players and all that, but they, they had Kiate playing a centre-back. He's played there a lot for them, but he's not naturally a centre-back. <clears throat> but he gave a, gave a lot of space, but it was early in the game and we punished them and it was the team for what was to come was that we punished them. You know, we we... We've had games where we've missed a lot of chances, or we haven't actually created a lot of chances even. But yesterday we were clinical from the very start. And that was, you know, forced attack, bang, goal, great goal. It wasn't a scruffy goal, it wasn't a scrappy goal. It was an absolute bleeding belting goal. And each of the goals as they went on were just excellent. And it was the first time you're not worried about VAR. Do you know what I mean? Because you can see every single yeah, goal. Yeah, it was actually, it was actually, yeah, it was, when I was watching it back, I was like, yeah, there's no doubt in any of these, it was great. Yeah, in every single one of them. And even though when in your head, you're like, oh, is there anything there? Like, oh, you hit the first goal, I'll say there was no VAR. I'm looking at it and I'm like, did that hit Mane's hand? Did that hit Mane's hand? It didn't hit Mane's hand, obviously. But, you know, you're now conditioned and programmed to think that they're going to pull up on something. But it was just a great goal and it was a great start. Sean, you touched on what happened after that, but it was a great start. And I think we needed it after the Fulham game the week before. Well, but we did, know, and, and, and sorry, Grizz, go on, I'll let you go on, go on. I just, on because... I tried to, I just wanted to add on from that goal, because mm. um, Minamino, and a lot's been said about his selection and everything, and I really enjoyed that finish, lads, because he's been, he's been, he's, he's been in those positions quite a bit, yeah. where he's tried to hit it first time, snatched at it, and a lot of his shots are getting blocked, and you can see the frustration, or, you know, building up on him, and also, like, sort of the disallowed goal, what was it, the last game where he thought he got the winner? 
Was yeah. it last something like that? Oh, yeah, Midland. Midland, yeah. sorry, Midland. Yeah, that's it. But this one was, and of course, I'm not comparing him to R9. But this was the R9 finish where R9 was so intelligent, clever, sharp in the box, where he knew the first shot. If he shoots first time, it's going to get blocked, and he took an extra touch. And I thought that's a sign of the growing confidence in Minamino as well. You know, when you're confident, you're confident of that touch, getting you away from the defender, and the finish was clinical. So I just wanted to point that out. No worries. We, I, you know, sorry, I couldn't hear Go on, Shani. Go on. Along, though, haven't we, that, like, someone's going to get a hide in one of these weeks. Yeah. So it was like there was games mm-hmm. where we create loads of chances, and that's just what yesterday was. Like, it was just clinical. It had to be soul-destroying from anyone from the outside looking in there. It's, uh, I don't know about soul destroying, but I think, I think ominous might be the word. You know, I think they still like we we talk about how the league is shaping up later, but there's plenty of teams I believe still think they're in a massive show here, and I, I think they've every right to, um, with regards to the league because I don't think I think it's just it's mental. But but just I think it's a mix of both on that. I think when that comes into him, I think he could hit a fourth time. I think it might be a slight lack of confidence that he takes the touch. Okay, but when Klein puts his foot across him. It would have been easy to snatch it and think your chance is about to go, but he doesn't. He delays it that little second and lets Klein sell himself and then lets the ball get out of his feet and then bashes it in. So I think the first touch you're kind of going, oh, he's making sure here. But when his reaction and, and his, the, the way he manipulates the situation when Klein comes in, I think is really good. And it's a fantastic finish. Just hit it hard and low and you have every chance of scoring. Avi H says, um, with a super chat, thanks a million. He said, Merry Christmas, lads. Love from California. Thanks a million. Um, Ramos Khalil says, uh, Ramos Khalil says, lads, what do you think of Man United and the rest of the chase and pack? Also thoughts on Salah and his AS interview. Thanks so much for the content and Merry Christmas. And that's also a super chat. Ramos, you do this to me every week, I think. Mm-hmm. You, you literally write down my agenda on a super chat. 10 minutes into the show and then I have to tell you listen we will be back to that we are most certainly going to talk about the um, the festive period we're going to talk about how the league is shaping up and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Salah and that interview as well so thanks for the super chat and we will not forget it because genuine you've just fucking wrote, you've just typed onto the screen right? I have written down so there's no chance of us forgetting it Shawnee you touched on something earlier about we went to bits after that what, what? Where do you think that comes from? Is it a case of us being sloppy, or did the Palace just up it a bit and kind of ah the, the start, the plan that you had to contain us isn't going to work? We're going to have to come out here. What well, What do you think happened there? Because I thought it was more down to where sloppiness that Palace got. Looked like they were going to get back into the game. To be honest, I thought we were staring at an equaliser at one stage. We We looked tired, Gaff. We looked laboured. It was very. It was a very laboured first half performance. Like the the scoreline flattered us in the first half. Don't don't get me wrong. I thought we looked so leggy. Just getting around, like you could see the energy that Minamino brought into the side was well needed. And I think he was brought in there to kind of press Klein because I we watched Palace the week before and Klein was fucking absolutely rubbish. But we looked tired, Gav. I think it's starting to creep up now on us the last couple again. Like we don't forget, we only played Spurs as well there, which mm-hmm. was probably the most intense game of the season yeah. so far, because that was a real like slob on our guy, like yeah. game at best, like elite level game of football, and they walked that bollocks off against Spurs, and it's starting to tell. But um, they just, they just, I don't know where they got it from. Like it was one of those days where you need to be clinical going there and like fucking every shot we took ended up going in the net. It was unbelievable. But um, the eight-day break now has just come at a perfect time 
uh, this mini break. It's mad that we're calling a week between a game of break at this yeah. stage. It, it's well needed. And I just think what horn in the corner at the perfect moment in the season. Like this, this is what we need. The huge win against Spurs, which is a complete momentum swinger. Because you know what I mean. Everyone was saying, "Oh, Spurs top of the league, top of the league." But we were level on points the whole time. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. To go top then, and then to print a performance like that, it's just it's unbelievable timing on their behalf and yeah. coming into this period with players coming back. Yeah, it's the key, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 huge for us. It's 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 like we're catching a break finally, and uh, it was just brilliant it yesterday. Was. Like Keith said, there was not a whisker of VAR. There was no shite going to look at screens. There was nothing being pulled up. It was just a, an unbelievable performance. And Glenn Hoddle, I think, was was choking on his bleeding halftime sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hoddle was trying his best to be complimentary and, and at the same time sounded absolutely sick. But I think the lack of VAR and stuff, I just, I, I thought it flowed so well. I thought I, I enjoyed watching the summer and don't get me wrong, the seven goals helps. But I did enjoy it more because it was like, there's no interruption here, there's no drama, it's just, Two teams playing in Liverpool were just better, you know, and that was it. Uh, Jono disagrees with me. He says uh, he thinks a lot of teams feel they can... He doesn't feel a lot of teams come in the Premier League. Spurs look dead already after one loss at Anfield. Um, Matt from the Tottenham um, blog, uh, a friend of ours, said he's very sad at the moment. I don't know what to say to you, Matt. I really don't. Um, I blame your mate. I blame your mate that you had in the pod with me last week when he said that Spurs feel invincible. Um, I, I, those words rang in my ears um, for a couple of days after that. But uh, listen, you never know how it goes. It's it's a, a little bad patch for Spurs. But, you know, I don't know who they have next, but we'll see, see how it goes. Um, Universal boss Jürgen Klopp, uh, he said uh, on a super chat, even boys, something amazing happened today. The BBC voted Liverpool as the best team in the UK and Klopp the best coach. Uh, we never get these awards. Well, they're totally deserved tonight, um, I think. And fair play to uh, Liverpool, fair play to Jürgen Klopp. And uh, well done, uh, Jordan Henderson, I believe he came runner up in the sports personality of the year. I presume it's to Lewis Hamilton. Um, Keith, you were on Twitter. And you were causing eruptions on Twitter yesterday because you just <laughs> told everyone that's, uh, that Palace didn't have a sniff, uh, Alisson wasn't walked, um, yeah. people were overreacting and stuff like that. But I think, I think Palace were threatening. I think Liverpool were allowing them back in. And, and I, I don't mean like glaring opportunities, but when that goes on, it, it can build into something. And next of all, a mistake is, or a fella can hit, miss hit a shot and go in. And it's just the way it's gone for the last 15, 20 minutes. But I want to get beyond that because, Mane's been off form a little bit. Um, I think that's fair to say. I don't think he's been as potent as he usually is. But that goal yesterday was Sadio Mane, wasn't it? Like, And it was Roberto Firmino. It was little touch from Firmino, little little touch from Mane, and bash in the net. No messing. Um, I was absolutely delighted with that. And that, that had to have settled some nerves, Keith. Yeah, it was yeah, spot on there, Gav. It was what's good about the two of them. It was Firmino... We're going to speak about him now in a few minutes. We touched on it yesterday and after the show, but but he's getting that little bit of spark back and he does things like that and it comes off for him. Now, for me, no, it's it's just a little trail ball. It's a cute little pass. He does them quite regular, but it's not leading to a goal, so it doesn't get get the credit. But that was just 
sharp, you know what I mean? He gets a goal against, a winner against Spurs at the last minute. What does that do for his confidence? Well, you saw it yesterday, what it's doing. He's picking the ball up. He's treading that little ball in. And Mane takes it, sets himself up and just blasts it in. And that's Mane at his best as well. You know, it's instinctive. It's, it's He knows where the goal is. And that's one of the things about Mane. Mane always, no matter what the angle or where he is, he's very good at getting shots on target. He's very good at finding the target. Not Maybe not always scoring, but finding the target. And that was, I think it was needed. You know, we spoke about it and we'll speak about it as well. A lot of these goals were needed from players for their confidence as well. And Mane getting that one. Again, I think Chris was on yesterday and he said about Minamino getting his one at the very start of the game. The first goal was important. Mane getting an early goal was important. But it was just what's good about air attack. And you could see without going too much in, it was a lad Jimbo that I was having a bit of a hoo-ha. And just to clarify, it's not that I thought Palace, I, I just expected more from Palace. They were breaking on us, but they weren't getting their chances. And I expected with players like Eze, with Saha, with uh, Oyu, Miljovic, I expected them to be a bit more threatening and they weren't. But then we were clinical and we, as Shawnee said, it wasn't a great first half, but we went in 3-0 up because we took our chances. And it's not something that we haven't been doing, but this game, we took our chances. I think we had eight, eight shots on target. I think Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. That's what's ominous for people. Um, yeah. Because if Liverpool start taking their chances, they will win 99% yeah. of the games because they, they, they create way more than, than opposition. Grizz, just on, the, uh, not so much on the Mane goal, but I seen something lovely on Twitter yesterday. And it was, um, if you remember, Liverpool FC brought out a video a little while back about um, a guy that walks in the flurry in Liverpool, um, along with Tim O'Tierney. And, um, oh, the guy's name escapes me now. But anyway, he, uh, Lee, Lee, Lee. Yeah. That's it. Lee. Yeah. Um, and he's 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 a charity worker. He does a lot of work for charity in the Flurry with Tim O'Tierney. And basically, he's he does this video. Um, for anyone that hasn't seen, it, he does this video. He meets Sadio Mane via link because of the whole COVID stuff. Goes to Anfield, uh, scores at the cup, and he tells Sadio that this is his celebration. And I seen you tweeting about it yesterday, Chris. That was lovely, wasn't it? Um, to see Sadio score and actually remember. Um, remember that guy and do that celebration. It was a, a proper touch of class. It was, and what made it even more beautiful was the fact that Sadio normally, Sadio who normally scores every other week, suddenly had to wait five weeks for this celebration, but yeah. he still remembered to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that was that was beautiful of him. It just you know indicative of the kind of man, the beautiful soul that Sadio Mane has. You know. Um, on the pitch is an absolute warrior, but you never see him sort of growling or anything. Sort of, he's always smiling the way he plays, you know, even when he gets fouled, he smiles at the, at the defenders, but he's got this cold blooded killer inside him. And well, we may touch on it when he, when he, it came out a little bit when he got substituted, but, um, but that, that was a beautiful touch from him. And, um, and the fact that he remembered after five, six weeks without sort of yeah. scoring and the gold drought still remembered it was beautiful. Um, a lovely human being, Gav, well, an absolute diamond, you can tell. And, you know, it's it's one of those periods where 
we just cherish these players that we've had and we're going to look back and think, wow, what not only what amazing players they were, but what amazing people they were, you know, the things that they've done on and on and off the pitch. And, and he's the, he's the, he's the, you know, one of the very few that does so much, so much um, off the pitch. And I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Lee Swan is the, is the, is the guy's name. Go and have a look up the flurry. Um, they do amazing work around Liverpool. Um, that's being brought on even more so with the COVID situation. And when you watch the video, they give you a bit of background, but the website even gives you more. And, and, um, it's a lovely thing to look up. And, and it was a lovely moment. I thought it really was. I, I seen it yesterday. Um, I think it was actually Grizz that tweeted it. And I seen it yesterday and, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to mention that because it was a really nice thing for Manny to do. And, um, a little bit of recognition, a little bit more recognition for the work that they do there. Along with others, loads of other people around all the season um, around the world I suppose at this stage um, with the way things are going on Pat Panacer, um just a bit of support to the channel for, uh, Super Chat thanks a million uh, he says because my man Bobby is back on it Bobby's on it um, and if Bobby's on it Pat's just giving us loads of money um, deadly uh, keep up the great work guys uh, Pat Panacer, why, why his name come before me and Keith just thought of a song straight away Pat Benatar yeah. yes Pat Benatar yeah. yeah what was the song uh, I was thinking of We Are Young and you were thinking of We Belong, I think. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Wee's and um, Pat Benatar's yeah. uh, songs, isn't it? Um, yeah. She's all about the group, just never thinks Big of herself. Yeah, me too, me Big too. Selfless. I might ring her. Is it, is it a man or a woman? It's a woman, isn't it? A woman. Get her um, on the show, get her on the show. No, I might ring her and see if we can use some of her uh, songs as a theme tune. Yeah. Um, because you're not allowed to do that nowadays, they sue you. Uh, but anyway, Grace, I want to stay with you. And I'm going to let you, because I did say Shani was my favourite earlier, and I know it upset you, so I'm going to try and make it back up to you, okay? And I wanna let, I'm going to let you take it away with the third goal, if that's okay. No, that's absolutely fine. And, um, you know, we, we, we asked, you asked Shani about sort of uh, in terms of was it, you know, how did the rest of the Premier League feel after we won that? Well, I think that goal, they must have all sat down and thought, oh, fuck, here we go. They're back. I mean, that goal was Liverpool at its Jurgen Klopp best. I'm thinking of similar goals where we've scored like that. And one comes to mind um, straight away in recent times, the one we scored against Man City last season. Salah's header. Ended up with Salah's header, yeah. Um, Another one comes to mind with Hoffenheim in Emre Can uh, scores at, at the end. And this one, you talk about timing of goals and the way the game was going. So I I did think they were a threat, uh, Keith. I just think they didn't have their... I just think that the players weren't good enough to take the chances that they or situations that they created. And they created two, three clear-cut opportunities for a chance, if you know what I mean. But obviously, their final ball, whatever, wasn't. Yeah. Um, um, XG Chain says so. Yeah. So um, this, this, um, this goal, Gav, the beauty of it was it's like... So you're in the congested part of the area on the on the on the, on the our right, mm-hmm. their left, and there's a sort of you know when you do a drop ball and there's about three four players around it trying to kick it away whatever, and then that young man Trent who up till then on the ball was majestic as he always is, off the ball he was he wasn't very good at all, but um, still has the confidence to pick out a pass to to Bobby just. One of your golf uh, chips, Gav, little, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's it called? Wet, uh, iron, Ooh, little wedge. iron chip. Iron the golf uh, yeah, club. Pitch and wedge. Wedge, yeah, your wedge, wedge. Yeah. yeah pitch yeah. and wedge, that's it, same thing. Yeah. Pitch and wedge. Um, 60, 60 Bobby, degree wedge. And then Bobby. He just had that Bobby face does, off where 
Van Anhalt as well, literally just before that, didn't he? Him and Van, Van Anhalt got his face into him but, as well. But this is it. This is the composure of the kid who's only still young. We keep forgetting. This is the class of the kid. And everyone's, of course, raving on about the rest of the goal. But I thought that chip was absolutely... I said to myself, I muttered under my breath, said, oh, what a pass. Well played, son. And then from there, Bobby takes over. I mean, Bobby literally, he does that sort of where he controls it and swivels at the same time which, you know, people with great vision and, and, and football knowledge know that that's the key to it. It just opens up the whole pitch for him. And then Robertson. Um, I think Andy mentioned it in the WhatsApp afterwards. Count how many touches, lads. Guess how many touches he had from that to the end of the goal. And I must have thought three or four touches. He actually has two touches, sure. lads. He has two touches to, to get to the edge of the box. And then he knows exactly who he's picking out. Again, we want to talk about the movement of our front three in terms of creating that space. Defenders don't know which one to pick up. Minamino's intelligent with his run. Naby's important with his run, I think it was. There's oh, a deadly so little morning. detail in the goal as well. There's a deadly little detail in the goal. As Bobby's bursting into the box, you can see him tell a man, hey, yeah. make the run to the right. Yeah. Yeah. And it literally opens up two yards of space. It, it, we are like the right. fucking mighty ducks. And yeah. that touch. <laughs> the mighty ducks for the show. Yeah. <laughs> It's just that touch. It, it, it done me. That touch, that first touch, Bobby. That's when you know Bobby is absolutely oozing confidence. And that touch he takes. And he actually, it's an unorthodox finish, lads, because oh, yeah. it, it's 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 yeah. very awkward. Like it's like you'd think that the, the normal thing to do because he's got the time to sort of get under control and hit either corner. But he, yeah. he forced himself to be in a kind of awkward position that only Bobby does, where he's kind of looking again the opposite way. And just flicks it with his right foot into the corner. Unbelievable finish! It's 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 Romario esque, you know. Uh, the old Romario used to do those finishes. Good you show, know, Roberto used to do those finishes, and it's a, you know, and he's carried on doing that. I thought that's the point. That's the time where I think whoever was watching that game from other clubs must have thought, "Oh, these guys are back now." All the doubts and all the Liverpool and can they do it again or whatever. That third goal, I think, just sat everyone down on their asses and I thought this is going to be one long season again chasing these fuckers uh-huh. Super Tiger says it was 11 seconds from Taz, Trent Alexander-Arnold's interception before Bobby wow. tops it past Goethe uh, Universal boss Jürgen Klopp can I just call him Universal because I feel like I'm <laughs> taking ages to read out his name when Jota comes back thanks for the super chat though when Jota comes back and plays where he left us before his injury and Thiago feeding them on all four on fire we will give teams nightmares we absolutely will um, no doubt about it and as Sean he said if you time this right, you get onto a bit of momentum and lads start falling back into the side as well. Um, it, it could happen. There's one lad in there, uh, Jahid, says Aye. he feels that uh, Manchester United will win the title. Um, so we, we'll get onto that in a little bit. I want to talk about a couple of other sides as well. But look, it's ha- it gets to half-time in Liverpool at Trina and they're coasting. Before I get into the second half, this show, of course, is brought to you. You will see down the side of the screen there by Manscaped. This is your last chance before Christmas. Um, go to manscaped.com, uh, enter LFCDT, and any purchase you make there will um, give you 20% off and free shipping. And hopefully they can get it to you in the next three to four days before Christmas. This stuff is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Um 
Shawnee, well, volumes to have me, Shawnee. Shawnee, I did quote you on this show, I think it was last week or the week before, where you said my most favorite part of the season. I might have been overtaken there by yesterday, but you did say my favorite part of the season was using that manscape gear earlier on. So, um, I did, I did quote you on that. And, um, I, yeah, anyone, there was no paraphrasing there whatsoever. <laughs> I think, I think you probably maybe even dulled it down a little bit. I dulled bit. it down a little bit, Shawnee. Yeah, <laughs> I did for the kids. You made a bit more. PG, because you know, I think what passed the water, I said, but you still have to be careful. Come on, then. What exactly did you say, Shawnee? Just in case people are watching the shop in two weeks ago and they're wondering, did he really say that? Yeah, it, it was, it's ball bag heaven. It's <laughs> unbelievable, yeah, to be honest okay. with you. <laughs> Thing is like a blade. It felt like Luke Skywalker. I did blade. Like the thing out. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it, it, it's it's a little bit of a tangent here, but the the whole presentation of the product is is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's un- like it feels like if you ever bought an iPhone or something like that or an Apple product, but the way they're packaged, yeah, like there's something about the packaging. I, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe there's there's a bit of a technophile with me that like loves stuff like that. But I just felt like Manscaped. How, how, how much? How much are the packages? It depends on when you buy. The one, well, the, one, the shared that one there, like like unbelievable. Like can you you open the box, you have the bag there, you have the the little ointments and the ball creams, or whatever you want to call yeah. them. But, yeah. like, toner and just, deodorant. Yeah, and the the charger and stuff like that. It's brilliant, honest to God. Like I, I, I put it up on my Instagram, and like I've been out with a few of the lads since, and they were like, "Like, what's the story?" Well, I was like, "That curious, you know." I think everyone yeah, yeah. curious in a way, <laughs> and I was saying like, "It's one of them things. It's something that you never realised you, you needed need until yeah. you had it." Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because if you didn't yeah, have it, you'd be like, it, it, really, like an unbelievable product and fair play to them because it seems like they're flying. You see them everywhere for fuck's sake. I don't know whether they for a. I'm t- I can't wait to go again. I just can't wait to be here to grow back. So, you know, <laughs> Getting up every morning and checking it with a real Looking great, it is. Shaving the skin off there every day. Taking me protein, me here, the nail tablets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, rubbing just for men on your groin. Um, yeah. Doing all that sort of stuff, but listen. Uh, like no, it is. It's quality, and we've all used that. And genuinely, it is. It's brilliant. And and Shawnee's right. The way it's packaged, it comes in a. It actually comes in a box that looks like you know you've bought a pair of runners, but a really nice, yeah. expensive pair of runners. And you open them, you open it up, and you have got the deodorant, the toner. You have the charger in its own separate bag. You have the the razor itself, um, and then you have. Uh, slid underneath nice and neatly and it comes out of the box then is the leather bag that you can hold everything in but as I said manscaped.com LFC DT as your code 20% off and free shipping and look if you do it tonight you might get it by Christmas if not it's a nice little present for you or somebody else in the new year but um, support them and that supports us alright um, into the second half and Keith I'm going to come to you you're three and a half time and I'm being honest I'm sitting here going right this is when I'd love five subs, simply for the reason you can start resting, fellas, like all over the shop. But, and I'm saying 3 0 do it. Even if they get one back, I'm not bothered. No injuries. Let's get out of here. And Liverpool don't. We just decide, no, I'm not having this. And um, we're really, we're, we're just going to put our foot down now and, and dismantle these. And, and it starts with, um, it's Henderson, isn't it? Makes a four. Yeah. Um, with, with, a, with a brilliant goal, brilliant work by Kate, a brilliant work by Trent, and, and a brilliant finish. And, 
it just it was a sign of things to come in the um, in the second half. Mahe's Tottenham blog says Bobby went from look no goals to no look goals. I like that. Uh, but um, but Keith, did, we did. We just put the put the foot down and eight days rest. Let's just give it everything we have now to the end. Yeah, it. We really. I know. Look, we've said it earlier. It was a, a tough. Maybe didn't deserve to be three 0 down, Palace. But we came out three 0 up, and we knew. We could, I suppose, we would smell blood at that stage, and then mm-hmm. we just punished them. And yeah, right, it was a great goal. This one was an excellent goal 50, 50 something early in the second half, isn't it? 52, I uh, think. 52 minutes. Kate does very well, puts the ball over, Trent sets it up, and it's a goal we spoke about yesterday. It's very Stephen Gerrard esque, it's that sort of um. Whipped ball in, Chris said, uh, whipped into the post. Henderson has it in his locker. Doesn't do it an awful lot, but he has got that strike in his locker. But it's not an easy strike. It looks like it's like routine, but it's not because, you know, when you're coming at it at that angle and you're whipping it, it can easily <coughs> go wide. You can easily whip it too much and, you know, the keeper can get across and save it, but there was no saving that one. It was a it was a brilliant goal. And it was, you know, we'll come on to Hendo, I'm sure, as well. And if anyone saw a match of the day, um, I'm sure everyone watched match of the day when we won 7 0. I didn't. Just hear the reaction of of some of the contributors. Jermaine Gene has done an excellent um, analysis of Jordan Henderson of his game about how he slots in for Trent and how he slots in for Robertson. And it was it was brilliant, you know. It was actually one of the best things I've ever seen Jen as deal. Um, but that's a... It sounds like you're smashing things when you're opening them tinnies. Well, it's just cans of Guinness. Yeah. Sorry, boy, Keith. Sorry. Boy, I don't know if you put me off my stride. Um, but yeah, it was a great finish by Henderson and it was just the last thing Palace wanted because there was still that narrative of Cristian Bull and Liverpool were training a lot before and Palace got three, even though that was a different Liverpool. That That's not this team. Do you know what I mean? That's not yeah. Klopp's Liverpool. And it's it's a week between Fulham and this Palace game. But it was fucking years apart because you could see in the Fulham game, we just weren't at it. In this game, we were at it from the very start and that was the main difference. So there was no fear of Fulham oh, Palace coming back into this. But we just kept nailing the, another nail into the, ham, into the coffin every time. And it just continued and continued. We, there was no let up. And that was a great, great way to start the second half. And shortly after that, Minamino has a chance. I think it was after that one, was it? Um, Minamino goes through and rolls one past the post. Yeah, sure. Should have really scored it. But it was just a sign that Palace were on the ropes. You know, if it was a boxing match, you know, the tell would have been thrown in. If Roy could have shook hands on 52, I think, and, and gone home, he would have. It, but but that's the thing. I think at three 0 you're looking going. Yeah, it's it, you know Palace aren't getting back into this game. But the the thing about it is four 0 is just like it's just knocking the stuff out of them. It's absolutely like seven minutes into the second half, it's just knocked them. Um, really, really has. <coughs> Chris, the it next half. Go on. It would it would have knocked them at half time for being three <coughs> 0 but the way we came out. Yeah, but you, but you know the way. But you know any what, what, dreams. Yeah, but what, what I mean is, you know, when you're going to half time and, and managers do this, let's win the second half sort of shit. Yeah, and then you come out and was... seven minutes later, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it was, but I don't think it was a case of let's try to win the second half because of the spirit of Chris Bull or whatever they fucking call it. If, it would have been one of those, let's get the next goal and let's try to get it in the first 15 minutes. And they would have charged themselves up and revved themselves up to do that. But we weren't having any of that bollocks. Like, you know, start of the first half, we started off like we started off the first half, 
but we just fucking kept our foot on their neck for the rest of the game. And that's again a sign of last season's Liverpool, where we're just relentless. We're just machine-like. And that kills off any hopes. Any energy that they had remaining was gone as soon as Hendo, you know, struck the ball. And I agree, Hendo has got that in his locker. But again, Henderson, in my opinion, is very much a confidence player in terms of when he's confident, his passing and his shooting looks so crisp. And again, it was a sign of his confidence that he struck that. And I agree, it could have been awkward, but the layoff was just so good, so perfect. You know, and, and that sound of that strike was beautiful. That just buried them completely when that fourth went in straight after halftime. It does bury them, and I think you have to give credit to a couple of players. And like, like Kate could easily have a shot from there, or play it safe. Do you know pirouette with it, and look for Robertson, or or play it back into the middle of midfield, or you know. But he doesn't. He plays a really, really good ball to Hen- to Trent, who could literally take it out of his feet and hit it if you wanted. But he doesn't. He hears the show from Henderson, and it's it's perfectly into Henderson, and it's a brilliant, brilliant finish. Um. And and it just it just puts end to Palace. I think you can see their actual effort is gone. It's the effort has even stopped. Kieran Tom with a super chat. He says, um, and thanks very much. He said, Firmino game gone to another level since LFC released a quiz with Allison, and he did it eighty percent of English for the first time. Obviously, just talking more English, um, and his form has gone through the roof. Um, I don't know how true that is, Kieran, but um, but we're willing to go with it. You know us. Don't give a shy. We go with that. Um, but but Shani, the, the next the next talking point in it is, is the substitution of Mane off and Salah on, and Mane doesn't look too happy about it. I, I said on the on me and I think me Keith and Chris that were on the reaction show yesterday said we don't care, you know if he's up if he's upset and ah you know he gets off the pitch and everything's fine grand. If he's still upset after the game, fine. I've I've no issue with it. What what did you make of it, Shani? Because I thought it was a bit strange, but I don't think any sort of issue. I always I always find the hyperbole around those reactions as, as it's a bit stupid, always. Mm-hmm. Like, Mane was probably feeling it there yesterday. He's in the groove. He he knew we were opening them at will. Everything yeah. we were hitting was going in. He just wanted to stay on the pitch and score goals. Like, if if your goal scorer doesn't want to be playing football, then you have serious issues. Like, because what would you rather be like, Divock? Yeah. Just turn around, stroll off. Yeah, but this is the intensity. Having a smoke or want, something. Yeah, the the want of these lads to better themselves every week for stats, for numbers, always looking to improve, always looking. He he, They smelled blood yesterday. There's no yeah. way he wanted to come off. He was smelling blood. He knew there was a hat-trick in there for him. If yeah, he stayed it was the same him. at Burnley last year. It was the same thing. And he tried to create these little narratives and the riffs. Like, I was more... I oh, know we're going to get on to it. I was more annoyed at the, the kind of... the way Salah was, the way he celebrated and non-celebrated both his goals after the interview that he just done, that would annoy me more than, than Mane's reaction. And we've seen a few times when Salah's got whipped off, he's had a strop as well. So, look, these things are completely normal in football. These lads are ultra-competitive, ultra-competitive. Mm. All they want to do is, at the end of the season, they want titles, whether they're individual or, or, or team-based ones. They want to be in the hat. And and that's what they're doing. The, the two boys are in, in a competition with each other. Trent and Robbo are the exact same, but yeah. they're yeah. just they're more friendly about it. But they're like, yeah, the players would have you believe that it's first competition between the two lads just to see who gets the most assists. So look, these are healthy things. This is a sign of a healthy squad. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a sign of a healthy squad. And it, it's brilliant. Like And look, we're led to believe that these lads 
contracts are heavily incentivized. So obviously, probably cost Mane a few quid yesterday going off after 55 minutes, you know. Uh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But like it could be something simple it could be something simple as Manny's type is getting an error. And at 57, they're taking him out. He's going, what the fuck? You told me an error. And, and they can be that precise about it. Players could be going three minutes because, like, literally Salah comes on and Firmino scores. Do you know what I mean? So Mane is probably looking going, that could have been me. Do you know what I mean? And you're right. There is a, there's an absolute, like, hunger, a thirst for goals, especially when you've, especially in Mane's case, because people have been at him a little bit. Firmino's turned it around, um, especially with the goal against Spurs during the week. But Mane, people are in his ear, and they, they, these players hear this, you know, that way. And he's there going, okay, another one here, and another one. And maybe he's going, you should have given me the three minutes more, but there's no issue about it. And you're right, go back to Burnley. They tried to make this up because up for me, Burnley was a massive game last season where people were going, oh, Burnley away, Liverpool are never comfortable there. And Liverpool just destroyed Burnley that day. And wanted the media to take over. Manny wasn't happy. That's the day that Firmino's given the side eyes going up the tunnel and all and everyone having the crack on the bench. But it was the day that it was the day that people took notice and went, ah, listen, lads, these are going anywhere they feel like it. And they're actually just swatting teams away. But the media tried to put it as Manny being upset. But for me... Be upset if you want. There's no chance of Mane turning around, I think, 10 minutes after getting into that dressing room and there's an issue. I just just well, genuinely the, the, don't. The thing about the competitiveness as well with the two of them, you won't see that reaction from Bobby. It's not his personality or whatever. Yeah. That's not to say he's not competitive, but like they're going for the golden boot every year. I think Salah keeps beating Mane or they, they were level two years ago. Didn't they? they both got the same amount mm. of goals. They're going for African Player of the Year every every year as well. You know, and it's you know, it's it's forget about Liverpool. These are the two sort of best players in, in a continent as well. And the competition between them, well, it's friendly competition. It's still competition. You know, they still want we know Salah wants personal accolades. We know that. It's not a dig at him. He's coming out. He says said it. He said it all about the time. Yeah, he yeah. wants personal accolades on top of group, which is great. But Mane is no different. Mane is so competitive. He wants personal accolades. He wants you know, to be the African player of the year. He wants oh, to be the golden boot in the league. And he's there, he's, he's almost at it, you know what I mean? He's but the thing is, the beauty of it is Mane's become this. Some could accuse Mane of not having that cold blood killer instant yeah. before he came to Liverpool or before Salah came. And seeing Salah getting all the accolades and getting all the goals and all the, and, and all the you know, everything, calling him the talisman. Yeah, it's, his position it's, it's, changed it's, as well to accommodate It's grown Mane's game... Absolutely, and and Mane's a, a different beast now. So it's brilliant um, while they're at the club and while they're in in sort of you know comp- healthy competition. It was different from the Burnley one because the Burnley one was sort of between them two in terms yeah, of yeah, you should have passed it, it. Right, it was a passing incident. Yeah. Now my opinion on this is is a little bit different, but I because look for me, Jurgen Klopp is king. He decides. When, who, how, and the 
one of the reasons what, what what gets underrated and not looked at enough is how he's managed these absolute two. Because let's get it straight: after Messi and Ronaldo, these two are the absolute elite attackers of world football. Now you see the situation where how often do we see Messi get substituted or Cristiano Ronaldo? You know their coaches are too scared to take them off or whatever. And Look they know because... PSG when he gets taken off. It looks Absolutely. like he wants to box the head off Tommy Teal. Absolutely. Oh, and I'd let him. I'd let him on for it. Absolutely. But the thing is, now, you know, Jurgen Klopp um, does it on 50. What, what minute was it? It was quite early. 57. 57 minutes. Now, to me, that's a sign of um, also from a Jurgen Klopp point of view, showing that he's in charge here at all times. And I think that is very crucial for the for the whole spirit of the squad and for the team and for the world to know that, you know, beyond that smiling and happy and hug merchant, he knows exactly what he wants. He's got everything planned to a T. And the players, in my opinion, should show that there's absolutely no harm in showing passion and you're pissed off. But for me, there's got to be a point where you're crossing that line and then you shake your hands. And once it's off, once you're off, you're sat there. I think you should change your persona, especially when you know the world's cameras are looking at you. Yeah, well, Grace said they're not robots. It's hard. No, they're not robots. I get that. I get that. I love I love this stuff because we, we, we go on about VAR and stuff and taking the fucking the life and the passion yeah. out of the game. Like when you see players reacting like that, you, it's it shows you the human element of them. Yeah. Like Bobby running down and celebrating in front of the fans. We see how much it means for Bobby for fans to be back. His game has upped marginally since yeah. we he's had the, the fans back and it's just it, it makes you feel more connected it, it it makes the players more endearing if you ask me if you see that jesus they they care whether it's for a personal reason then they're, they're not just robots just getting thrown out to play 90 minutes every week and, no i get that i totally and, agree and that, can, that can happen with top teams is where they do become a bit robotic like the really good barcelona team they were all robots. They were all just cogs in a machine. And you could tell that they were... That's why Guardiola initially had to leave Barcelona because he believed he was running them into the ground and he was taken away. They were saying it was actually affecting their outside life. Klopp has built this machine with perfect harmony. The lads are just hungry. They're all... Yeah. They're, like, they're like wolves. You'll you, you probably see a reaction now against West Brom. They're yeah. playing like dogs, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's, there's, but there's no doubt in my mind, Johnny, that he goes, all right, he sits there, he might look a bit pissed off on the bench. Who fucking cares? Like, the, you see fellas on, on the bench and they're, or they're in the stand and they're on their phone and they're whatever, you know, Mesut Ozil just hanging about arson for the crack, you know what I mean? And they make a lot out of that. But there's no doubt in my mind that they go back in that dressing room and I guarantee you, if Mane has his, even... A, a look of a frown on him. Somebody's going to give him a slap in the back of the head and go, oh, look at you giving out again. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. and the lads are going, and he's going to go, and Manny looks like he's the sense of him to go, oh, fuck off. Do you know it what? I got, that- it happened to me again. You know what I mean? And he just gets caught up in the moment. There's no, there's no issue for me. Wasn't that mentioned on the wingman with Robbo and Trent that he said, like, Mane got pelters in the dressing room at Tove yeah. after that. Yeah. We're all thinking yeah. this out. You know yeah, what I mean? but you so, remember there was a narrative, a huge media thing, a witch hunt, yeah. oh, there's trouble in the camp. It went on for a week and they're like, no, Grizz, will you they stop putting comments up on the screen, please, of people that you want to, they want to unblock you? Thanks. He, he, he would have, like, them lads would have left the game yesterday fucking protein shakes, all that, having the laugh, yeah. getting on the bus, three points, increase the gap. Who gives a bollocks? You yeah. know what I mean? No, no way they care. No, no way they, they care. Don't, they don't. They, Grizz, 
Bollocks. Come on. Yeah, it is. It's 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 just it's one of those it's a it's a heat of the moment thing and then it's kind of forgotten about. And I know there's no way man is leaving that dressing room in any sort of huff. If anything, he's probably leaving embarrassed because the lads have taken the piss out of him. That's the sort of group they are. Grizz Salah does come Mane wasn't going mad to get whipped off. He just realised that he didn't put his manscape on charge. That's what happened. That's what it is. Full <laughs> nineteen to twenty minutes of uh, shaving if it's fully charged, by the way. Uh, yeah, there you go. Grizz, Salah comes on and I want to touch on there's three goals there, but I want to touch on two of them. The the the, the Firmino one and the final Salah one. Um I think his first header you know, it's it's a good jump by Matip and it's a good it's a decent finish. Shawnee, you say he doesn't celebrate and stuff like that. I think he's a very humble person. I don't I think uh, it, it does oh, get a bit embarrassing. But no, I think I think he is. I think it gets a bit embarrassing for people um oh, as professionals to, to be doing that. Oh, you don't it's very rare. Listen, Shawnee, I'm gonna tell you. If, he's up if, as hell. Is up yeah, as hell. But, but what I mean is I think he has a respect maybe humble, maybe not, but I think he has a respect for his fellow professionals. That's the way I want to put it. Because look, Shawnee, come here. If he heads that in, right, and tears off around the pitch but it's swinging his jersey over his head <laughs> you're not well, laughing yeah. at him you know what I mean in Ryan Giggs but he can fucking crack a smile he kind of does but I think he's being like that and he goes he's got with no crowd there but, oh, before but Chris, we move on can I just throw one thing in did anyone yeah. hear the, the comment when um, I think it was in yesterday's game where they said that talking about Bobby's celebration against Spurs was mm. reminiscent to Adeboyar for Man City against Arsenal. No, Boy no, no. ran to the bleeding. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal fans. fans. They were comparing oh, Bobby doing it. the same thing. Stop it. Oh, it was almost God. like Bobby was running to the only stand where there was fans <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, unbelievable. But, Grizz, I want to I want to come back to you and Salah comes on and almost immediately he, he puts a true ball to Firmino and it's a good touch. It's a it's a great finish, uh, but Palace are out on their feet. Then you know, even the ball through was good, but the Palace defender is just like, oh, I'm not chasing yeah. this again. But it's actually it's actually a really um it's a really good finish, Chris, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, how how demoralising must it been for the Palace players when they're getting beat four or five, right? And then you know the best you know the best goal scorer of the Premier League comes on, and um, I. I like I liked Salah's um, little cameo. Um, I get where Sean is coming from in terms of um, sort of not, but I, but I'm more on your side in terms of you can't be celebrating the sixth and seventh and goals you now against a, a demoralised. You know you can't be taking I, the piss. I would have loved I would have loved him this because I can only grabbing the ball out and it like way. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, put under his top. Colin Curtis Jones, Colin Curtis Jones to do Bebeto celebrations and all, and just for the crack. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But what what made me what encouraged what made me sort of convinced me that he's fine was, as you said, his playmaking abilities. You touched upon his playmaking abilities when he cuts inside. We've touched on it before. This guy is as good as anyone when he's in it, sort of for the team in terms of not only looking to score goals but to create goals. And he showed yes. that in the past. And again, when he it's cuts inside and he plays the right, oh yeah, yeah, he's got it. He's got it in his locker. Otherwise. If he came on, he would have pissed me off if he came on looking for to cut and shoot at every fucking opportunity. Like he can be sometimes. Uh, you know, he has done that in the past. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's say how it is. He has done that in the past. But once he comes in and starts playmaking, I thought both goals were fantastic, Gav. Even the first one, I mean, people are saying it was a simple header, but the reaction to be there, the calmness to sort of direct it into the opposite direction the ball was coming. And then, 
you know, his second one was just. We've been waiting to be, to be honest. We've been, been kind of don't get ahead of ourselves now. All right, all right. But yeah, generally, I thought his 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 mood was okay uh, because I always look to see how he plays with his teammates when he's on, to see if he's sort of playing selfishly or unselfishly. And and he knew the team has been absolutely impeccable in terms of everyone playing, busting a gut for everyone. And he continued that trend by 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 setting up and scoring himself. Yeah, he was. I thought he was excellent when he came on, and I think it's a great mix that you're able to do that with Manny for sixty, him for thirty. I think it's a brilliant way of um, looking after players, but getting getting the most of the team at the same time. Because you do have to remember, Arigi is not interested. Minamino's played there, played there yesterday. Um, Jota, of course, is out injured, and you know he's 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 trying to he's trying to nurse these players, I suppose, through a period where he can get back to some sort of strength again. And I think he's he, I think he's doing. St- a decent decent job of it and when you see players coming on and getting goals and assists and you know everyone in the front line is contributing um, in different ways I think it's excellent it's a, it's a great sign of things to come Shawnee um, I'm going to give you the last goal um, and you know it's a good build up again Palace Palace are just standing off us at this stage but he he tries this so many times, but this one is just pure, isn't it? It's a little touch, and he's he's put it. The keeper, I don't know what the keeper's diving for. When you see him behind the goal, the keeper's diving. He's about eight feet away from me. I don't know. He should have just stood there and waved at it. Yeah, it's an outright. Like, it, it's, I hated the fact that since that Chelsea goal went in, as soon as that went in, it says, oh, we're going to be seeing him doing this fucking every week now. Yeah. And he, he does try it an awful lot. And a lot of the time, he just seems to hit it straight at the fucking defender that's in front of him. But it's an outrageous finish. It's just cuts inside and bang. Like, like Grizz said, it's not talked about enough. I, I have, I can be critical of Mao sometimes, but he's the best goal scorer in the Premier League, mm-hmm. hands down. Fourteen goals in fourteen games this yeah, season. Yeah, the fella, he's he's unbelievable. Like, what can you do? Like, that's what you said. Wait, what's the point of even diving? You just probably should have just waved it into the top corner. But uh, you're not going to say anything about Bobby second now. That was mm-hmm. my favorite in the whole league. We did. I spoke oh. about it. Chris just talking about it. No, 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 the Salah puts Bobby through. It's a great touch and it's a great finish, yeah, I said yeah. to Chris. And the, the four Salah's goalie now is nothing about it. Bleeding. Matt the ping, ping balls are off his head. Yeah, he just fucking yeah. goes in. And friend, it's a good finish as well. But now, uh, like Chris said, imagine you being Van Alholt there fucking after being chasing Mane. Because Mane played on the right. And which mm. was good to see. It was a bit of a trial back to, to 17, 18, like when Klopp's four season. Man, I was unbelievable after right. 16, 17. Sorry. Um, yeah, it just has to be soul destroying. And the boys know that if they're not on it, Jota comes around, that you're going to be playing less minutes. So, again, it's just competition. Breeds excellence out of it's it's unbelievable to see like it's and Minamino looks better on that left side as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he's always played his best stuff off the left. I thought the game last game of the season oh, against Newcastle that. last year. Oh, guys with Minamino, good. guys with Minamino, how many times did we say though is the best time to judge Minamino is when we're playing in the first eleven in terms of everyone around him of yeah, quality? Yeah. He's been but fucking he's, lumbered, he's been fucking lumbered with well, Rigi, Rigi, yeah. and all sorts, right? This time he's playing with Bobby, peak Bobby, because that's Bobby's yeah. at his best now, right? And he's and he's playing with a hungry Mane, right? Yeah. And, he and was, his running was intelligent yesterday, wasn't it? His and, runs were pretty intelligent. He was dragging players out. And, and Keith, we haven't touched upon him yet, but a Naby Keita, a fit was excellent. Naby Keita. And yeah. that opens up all avenues for strikers. He's he's another Tiago, you know, type in terms of 
Gavin touched upon his pass. He could have easily recycled the ball, but he called me Gavin there to upset me. Go on. Uh, you know, he, 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 he pings it out to um, first time to, to Trent. So, na- oh, that- Minamino's game is going to improve. You know, that club gave Minamino a paragraph, <coughs> a paragraph in the sports program. He gave, uh, he said, I don't normally do this, I don't like doing it. He says, I don't really single out players in good or in bad, in negative moments or positive moments. Yeah. He says, but to kill me, Minamino, since he's come in, he's everything I want a footballer yeah. to be. He's willing to learn. He's willing. He said, I told him he had to play midfield in Midland. He didn't moan. He just, he saw that. He sees everything as an opportunity and he shows up every day and walks his balls off. And it, it's starting to pay off. And it will. We just need to be, we just need to be patient with these yeah. things. Keita is another story because it's it's been there's been a whole lot of false dawns with Naby Keita. He's he's good. He's in the game. You see him. He's two or three games. I look, like, Jesus. He looks undroppable. He's he's clever, smart. He's getting around the pitch. He 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 knits everything together, and then he gets injured. Keita was brilliant yesterday. It's just so frustrating that if we had him for twenty eight league games a season, we'd we already do, but we'd be so much more dominant. He's his intelligence is unbelievable. He did a few. Look, he was playing with real confidence yesterday. There was, a, I think, it was towards the end of the game in the 88 minute. One of their midfielders tries to press him, and he just does this little turn, flicks a little bear camp around them, and then just plays off. And you're just thinking, "Fuck me! If we could keep this fella fit, he he'd be literally priceless to the squad." Well, it, 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 hopefully, he can get a run together now because it's so vital now. We need these lads to step up. The lads on the fringe to come in. And even Ox come on and had a nice little cameo. He mm. shows you what he could do. He sets a goal up. It, well, he set the Salah goal. It was hardly an assist. I know fucking <laughs> you, you get the assist. But of course he does. He, he looked bright. He looked very XG, bright. XG so, chain ghosts. This is like, this is unbelievable for us because nobody's talking about defensive frailties because they don't exist. They, it's not there. The, the, We've been the, defensively the, solid since Van Dijk's Which won. And the we thing really about that, what you're saying there, Naby Keita, Oxley Chamberlain, they're attacking midfield players, they're attack minded midfield players. Curtis Jones has really stepped up to the plate as an attacking midfield yeah, player. Yeah. Thiago will play more defensively and centrally, maybe, is attack minded. And it just will change the dynamic of our team when we have these guys in. The lads are brilliant in there. When Aldem Henderson do the job that's asked of them, Fabinho, when he plays there, does the job he's asked for. But this will give us a whole new dynamic. And you're spot on. It's it's false dawn after false dawn at Naby Keita, but he was absolutely sensational yesterday. And you just want to see him keeping that up. Sorry, Shani, just, just one second, Shani, because John has put a comment in here. I want to read it out, right? 110 goals in 173 games on all competitions for Salah is outrageous. And Mohamed... Mohamed Yogi, I'm going to say Yogi, um, even though it's a J, because I'm trying to make that right, but I don't know, Mohamed, I could be wrong. Gav, discuss the fact, I won't discuss it, but it's very interesting. In Premier League history, Salah leads with 0.97 contributions per game. That's goal contributions. Henri at 0.96. That's a fact of note. That is it's mental. Yeah, that it, is mental. It, it, it's it's bonkers. Salah's numbers are bonkers, and he's not a stat para. Like it's not like fucking Bruno Fernandez. He only really started taking penalties this season. So, yeah. like, he's unbelievable what he brings to us. And I know people are talking about, oh, would you get ready? He'd be the force to go. But he's so so vital to this team, especially when he's when he's like when he's clicking and playing like this. He's incredible on his day. Yeah. He's he's invaluable to us, and you see the numbers that he puts up. 
He it's is. just mental. It's mental. And he, him being that good elevates the, the, the other two lads because Mane wouldn't be doing the numbers. Mm. It's like Messi and Ronaldo, but mm. they're in the same team sort of thing. Like You know what I mean? Messi go out and bang a hat-trick and then Ronaldo be playing the game at 8 o'clock. And yeah. he'd fight. They drive each other. And it's a it's a it's a huge component, and you're absolutely off your tits if you think that it's not by design because it's yeah. completely by design. What it is, people comparing, and I'm, when I say people, I mean big sports. Walsh comparing Firmino yeah. to fucking <laughs> to Kane, it's it's it's, it's a non argument. Compare yeah. Kane to Mo Salah. Yeah. Mo Salah yeah. is your main goal scorer. Well, no. it's like it's like comparing the whole no bar to a Turkish delight. There's just no. There's nothing. There's nothing the same. It's like comparing fucking. It's like comparing. Tiago to Wilfred and Didi. Yeah, or, or, or shaving your balls with Manscaped as opposed to, you know, a butter knife. Yeah, it's like he he's ridiculous. And considering the amount of chance that Salah squanders, like, <laughs> it's mental. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. It's, 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 it's actually mental. <coughs> uh, Ramiz Khalil, uh, super chat, thanks a million. He says, Salah this season has been very underrated in his playmaking. He has the third highest chances created and his overall play this season has been immense. Of course, 13 goals um, already this season. Grizz, I'm going to have to read a few of these out because I don't know what's going on, right? But Bilal Mohammed says, Grizz, unblock cooler under slash underscore king 70. He's learned from his mistakes, mate. Everyone deserves a second chance. Um, I don't know what's going on, but I'm reading them out because they're a bit of crack now. Um, and Alim Ahmed says, Gav, I know you're reading these tweets, right? Please tell Grizz Cantwell and block me at Al underscore Ahmed 23. Um, Grizz, take them under consideration. Can I also say something I've noticed in the chat? And it's, um, we have mostly men, I, I presume, in the chat, judging by the names and stuff like that, right? Um, some of them are just generic names, but there's, there's two women in the chat. Laura Duffy and Antoinette, oh, the name's got McConville. And no matter, I don't know, they're, they're all talking football in the chat here, and they must be making outrageously good um, points because all I see is agree with you there, agree with you there, agree with you there, and it's it's brilliant to see. So um, we might just have to replace Grizz with a, with a, with a woman um, from here on in because they're making so much sense. Ah, that's all right. Is it all right, Grizz? Oh yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fine. You know, we're always <laughs> looking to improve. You know, well, we could do, we could do, we could do some sort of um, pro rata thing. You know, I could do one week, and you couldn't, and then you know, we could, we could take turns having a week off. You know me, I'm for the team. Yeah, absolutely. I'm for absolutely. the team. Yeah, well, well, just touching on, touching on Salah's thing, man. I don't know if you want to. I, I don't know if he was going to segue into his. His um the interview and everything he's done. Yeah, but go on, have a little word now. I wanted to talk on Kato, but you can go on. I give you the word on, on on his on his interview. Yeah, look, I, I'm gonna sort of say what I've been telling you in private. I, I think it's time to you now. We, we should just enjoy it for the fact that we've had Salah's peak and he's been absolutely as Sean just said. And all those facts and figures, there's nothing to add to that. He's just gonna be. Um, remembered for being one of the best all-time all-time best goal scorers in the Premier League and there's nothing anyone can do about it because all the facts all the stats say so 
it's simple as if whether you like him personally or you don't and you've got this opinion of him and you know that always happens look at cristiano ronaldo he's got a love-hate relationship with worldwide fans but do we dispute his numbers no um salah doesn't get the recognition i don't know what the reason is people can go into their own theories and say because it's x because he's y whatever but the fact is as liverpool fans um I don't I hate it when Liverpool fans and there is certain certain sections of the majority obviously love him but there are certain sections where he's not given the the praise that he deserves he's a mental mental goal scorer but I think you know this with this interview I don't think he's done anything wrong per se in terms of what he said when asked those specific questions so like the questions he's been asked is what do you think of Real Madrid and Barcelona he said two great clubs you know um would you like to play for them um you know all he, all he replied was the two great clubs no one knows what the future holds but i want to break every single record at liverpool now that's that, how i had the i've had the issue with the the comment about the captaincy though yeah, yes i was just numbed up there but this is the side and this is uh, this is exactly what i was going to say gav um shawnee but with the with the mention of the captaincy you know it, he didn't need to say that and sometimes you got to call out something if you don't agree with it it's good you you have to be neutral and call it out for what it is club wouldn't have liked that comment in my opinion he absolutely wouldn't have liked that comment he could have easily neutralized that question even if he was asked him and said oh trent what a what a tremendous young player i'm so happy for him i don't think from the transcript that i've read he mentioned that part if he said it in jest oh i should have been captain but you know Teddy and Jess and then said Trent's a wonderful young player i'm so happy for trent then so be it but look i ge- guys i genuinely think this is going to be his last season and cherish him love him enjoy him i genuinely think these are the starting of 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 a whatever it is you know uh, not, not a get out campaign as oh, such. No, i'm not having the discussion where do you go don't start that key chase no, 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 no regardless of where he goes look i i genuinely think lads i genuinely think and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it he's he's had four years is it it would have been four years of his peak career with liverpool yeah. you know he, he he's an icon of the arab world as well he's a global forget. world star guys he's not a liverpool player first he's a global world star for his country first he's very very patriotic um and you know he's he's all about mo salah i kind of agree with shawnee he's not you know he he i wouldn't say he's humble's the right word for him but he's you know he's about himself and that's fine that's absolutely fine he's he's his own man he's allowed to do what he wants he doesn't own us nothing we owe him kind of thing both it's been I it's been mutual isn't it mad though being like no i don't know how you feel maybe you feel different about it. isn't it mad though being like a, a liverpool fan and one of your main men is you can you could probably say like posturing posturing for a meal look whatever way you look at it you might sign a new contract you might go but wasn't it great just being able to go, yeah, if he wants to go, fuck him, like sort of thing. Like years we'd be begging, you'd be shitting it when you're yeah. seeing it, when you're seeing, not only because of the state that Real Madrid and Barcelona are actually in financially at the moment, just because we're in a position now where if he went, we could probably take any attacker in the world and, and replace him. Um, we really could, we have got... The, the only thing that wouldn't is us not willing to spend the money to get them. It's not that they wouldn't I, come and that's I the think difference. They, no, but I still think, I think that we even would spend the money, Keith, you know? I think we would now. Like, you see with, you see with Van Dijk, you see with Alisson, we, we see with Thiago. 
that, know, that wasn't you, an MSG that, like w- yeah. we kind of broke the mold of that this year and here we probably won't go mega we might like there's loads of young lads ripping her up in Germany at the moment and they, they might just turn around and say Klopp will probably say here do you know what give me him and I'll turn him into a fucking superstar if you ever that's, and that's, that's then no, I think so. I think I think, he, I think he absolutely goes until Sancho if he gets no, but if he, he, gets he might do but the thing is Gav what we're well, you well, know, we we're not over a barrel. We're not over yeah. a barrel anymore. And I think it's coming up. I don't know how you feel about it. Chris said we have had his best years. I th- I think it, this sounds a bit ruthless. And we talked about being ruthless last year with like with Genie and just get him outside the thing. And he proved to be brilliant this season. And look, I want them to stay. But we can be ruthless here. We can make an example of Salah here. Um, that not only will it send a message to the players in the squad, it'll send a message to anyone who's coming in to buy him. We could make an example out of him. We could we could turn around and say, yeah, do you want to go? All right, then, well, there's your fucker. There's his price tag. Yeah. If you t- if you come in and pay it, he's gone. Simple as that. Not any of this more, this shite are coming out. Oh, we won't sell him this, this and that. Like, normally you'd have James Pearce going, uh, Liverpool just wants to say, he's not for sale. Like, the, the usual shite that they come out with. But it hasn't happened. I'm with Chris on it. I think it's his last, I think it could be his last year. And just yeah. enjoy it. Because he's one of the best players to ever to ever wear the short. And he's never he's never let the club down or disrespected us, per se. He's always represented us brilliantly. And uh, look, he's getting to that age where he's probably looking at his last big contract. So, look, you could have it. He owes us nothing. Mo Salah owes us nothing at this point. And that's the thing. And that's the thing I was trying to get to, uh, Shoney, as well, that he doesn't owe us anything. No. People sort of, oh, we can't. He can. You know, it yeah. is the way of the modern world, the way of the modern footballer. And saying modern world, modern footballer, again, like you said, Mo Salah has been an absolute modern example of a guy who's fulfilled his con- will have fulfilled his contract without any fuss, without any issue, and bust an absolute gut for his club. And, you know, probably is going to be you know, go down as one of the covered, most coveted Liverpool players. Hopefully, by the end of you know this season, if he if he if he wins us another uh, another Premier League and possibly a Champions League, then you know, fair play to him. And we have to be the 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 the, the, the recycle of this team, the sort of coming of the second club team has to start somewhere. We can't afford to let all the forwards be changed in over a period of one season. And this is going to be the start. You know, the Liverpool fans need to get sort of used to the way. I'm sure most of them are to the way FSG work anyway. So this is going to be another example of FSG working. It's magic. And I've got an absolute total faith in, 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 in the recruitment and, 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 you know, the, the, way, the, way I, the way I look at it is, you, oh, well, the way I look at it um, is that I, I appreciate Mohamed Salah till the day he's, he stops playing for Liverpool, you know, and beyond that, you know, because like the people still go on about Suarez to this day. You know, Salah is by far and away a way bigger influence over Liverpool Football Club than, than Suarez will ever be. And that's just, that's just the truth. Um, when you look at the numbers, you look at the, the, the goals, the assists, the, the, the trophies, everything about Salah makes him way bigger than Luis Suarez at Liverpool. Does it make him a better player than Luis Suarez in his, in his prime? I don't know, but I'm not too bothered about that. I, I just appreciate Salah till he goes. The, the thing at the moment about when Aldem is, are he might want a new challenge and you know, you know, if he wants a new challenge, he's given us four years or five years or whatever it might be, and fair play to him, he might, his family, Salah might be the same. Salah might be the exact same, but it's just a hell of a lot more money we're talking about, and you're losing a player that has so much influence on on what we've done and the goals returning and stuff like that. So, you're trying to say, Chris, 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 Chris,
but Chris Chris Brack is saying there there's a report coming out that uh, a good friend of Salah's is reporting. I think he said a good friend um, that Salah is sad because Liverpool are trying to sell him. Rajiv said, "Gav, you forgot Megan and Ella too." Um, no, this, I wasn't here just to name check two people. I just seen in the chat that whatever conversation was going on, they seem to be getting an awful lot of feedback off it, um, which which is great to see. And it's not only because they're women. Um, Jesus, it's you know it's great to see. I I watched this chat. Probably more than I listen to these lads, to be perfectly honest with you. And True. the chat, the chat does be amazing. It genuinely does. I watch it, and even when I watch it back later on, I kind of keep an eye on the chat, and it does be brilliant. But there is Ella, there is Megan, there is um, Courtney that comes on. There's um, Anthony there that's on. Everyone is welcome. But it was just something that caught me eye tonight because whatever conversation was going on, they yes. seem to be making great points because a lot of people were um, were. Um, you know, uh, agreeing with them and, and saying they were making great points. I must look back and see exactly what you're talking about. Rajiv is trying to get me into trouble, but just listen to every woman that's ever watched, ever watched this channel. Um, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't that at all. It was just something that was going on there. And I just thought it was great to see because, like, d- don't get me wrong. Um, you, you can get times when women are making great points and people just go, oh, she's a woman. That's not the point. If you watch football, you watch football. It doesn't matter, you know, what you are, um, whether it's male or female. And I just thought whatever was going on in the chat tonight was, was excellent. Um, and I, and I will go back and watch it to be quite honest with you. Um, Rami says, think Salah might be pushing LFC for a new contract. It might be because he's 29, but we don't know. And the only, th- just the, the, listen, this side is so fucking good. Just appreciate it while it's here and whatever happens will happen and be confident that if Salah went, or Manny went, or Firmino went, or anybody went, that they can be replaced, and we have the structure, the manager, the backroom staff, every the owners, whatever you want, to absolutely replace them and move on. And that's what happened with the great United sides in the 90s. That's what happened when Arsenal lost a couple of players when they were going through their, their go period, Chelsea, City. Players move on, and they just replace them and keep going. You see Barcelona do it for years, Real Madrid do it for years, Liverpool are now in that position. So it's yeah. just one of those. But you look at the difference. Look at the difference of when Emre Chan left Liverpool and when Philippe Coutinho left Liverpool. We were sort of a team on the rise, and the fans were like, bastards, bastards. Genie mm-hmm. Wijnaldum lets his contract run down, and Mohamed Salah, if Mohamed Salah says, look, I want to leave Liverpool, I want to try something new, they both go with the blessing because they've seen through the job. Do you know what I mean? They've seen the yeah. job through. I, I, think, I think what we're going to find now, I think what we're going to find in the next few months, and it may be it shouldn't, but it happens, and it happens at every big club, and, and, and we're, we're the biggest club out there. You know, when you get in a situation like this, sometimes it becomes a very public um, affair in terms of who's pushing the move and whether it's a club and Salah's got whiff of it or, or whether it's Salah and the club don't want to be looked, you know, you've got to, you, you've got to take everything with a pinch of salt at the moment in terms of, you know, is it the club pushing him to go, you know, or yeah, but you don't know, hold on, you don't know, you, but you don't know, Grizz, if anything's happening. This is this mm. is an interview that's done and people went, oh, you said Barcelona and Real Madrid. First of all, Barcelona haven't got a pot to piss in. I have more money than Barcelona and I don't have I much. Right? I'll give you mean. You know what I mean? Real Madrid are all over the shop. They're all over. They're signing players here that they don't, they don't use them. Zidane comes back now. They want them out. He's all over the place. They're all over the shop. So their deals are all going to be swapsies as well. Yeah, but that's late. That's lazy journalism. Just throw Real Madrid and Barcelona at them. Ah, yeah. That, that'll do a story. But. There's nothing in this because he's yeah. no, asked about mean, Barcelona and Real Madrid, and he says, "Is what what he says is, I you never say never, but I want to, you know." And he's listen, no, no professional footballer in their right mind shuts down Barcelona or Real Madrid. 
right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what state they're in, they are two massive, massive clubs in the world of in the world of football, right? In the footballing world. But he turns around immediately and says, but I want to break all the records of Liverpool. And what he means by that is, I want to score all the goals and I want to yeah. win all the trophies. And that means that Liverpool are the most successful and I, I come off as an absolute hero. And everybody yeah. wants that as a professional footballer. It's just the way it is. Um, just one last thing I want to say on Keita though. It kind of dawned on me on that game that we don't need Kate assisting, we don't need Kate scoring. We keep doing this in our heads, and we have to stop. If Kate just comes in and functions like that midfield three function, regardless of who it's for, Kate that'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. I just hope he gets through, um, especially this next six weeks, um, yeah. free of free of any sort of niggles, and is not 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 on the pitch every game, but coming on, starting some, coming on in some, and it gives us a chance to rotate and makes us even stronger. And that's what I want to see from Katie. Lads, we're messing. It's an hour and 16, but listen, um, let's quickly, right? Um, Grizz, the festive period, um, Liverpool, I, I looked it up, um, West Brom, um, because I'm brutal at remembering fixtures. I'm awful at it. But West Brom on Sunday the 27th, away at Newcastle on Wednesday the 30th, and away to Southampton on Monday the 4th, before the FA Cup kicks in. So it's 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 home to West Brom, away to Newcastle, away to Southampton. Um, but Grizz, what do you want to see? What, what do you want to see over that festive period? Do you want to see, is a seven points minimum for you? And see where we stand no. there going into January. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at six ninety five, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our three D virtual try on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. No, it's, oh minimum, yeah, it's nine points. I I want to see no more injuries, and I'll touch what you know. Clock reported. There's nothing sort of in terms of that. And then with the return of the players, Gav, uh, that's all I want for Christmas and, and over the festive period. I want all the players come back that are um, supposed to come back. Um, Tiago's penciled in for for Newcastle away. That should be um, the 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 ultimate like a new signing uh, inspiration that we need um, to kick on, Gav. Just to kick on, just to carry mm-hmm. on this momentum that we've built over the last couple of weeks and. Guys, we could, we could sort of, uh, and then by mid-January, be like sort of ten points clear, eight to ten points clear, and you know, I, I don't think we'll be in a mood, or I don't think we're the team that's going to drop um, ten points over the, the remaining fixtures after that. So, it's, I think it's an apt. It always is, I think. But I think this is a massive, crucial part of the season where those three games you've mentioned, because whilst we play those very winnable fixtures, all right, I know. Games not played on paper and anything can happen in this wild, mad league that we're in. But whilst we play those three very winnable fixtures, um, the teams in and around us are playing each other, which will, um, you know, obviously mean that we have a chance to pull away here and get a bit of a wedge. Twice we've used a golfing term. We've gone away from cricket terms to using golfing terms. I'm not happy. Yeah. Multi-spot platform, you see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, you, 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 you don't seem to be happy at all. But listen, um, it's just the way it goes. Um, someone is telling me to calm down. What did I get excited about something there a minute ago? I can't remember. Um, but I think it's nine points from nine points. Keith, instead of looking at what Liverpool can do, has this has this league started to take shape for you, or is it still one that's a bit bonkers? I think it's mad. I think it's mad. Grizz, we had a comment earlier. We were talking about off off air, like about challengers and certain teams. 
you know, doing well. I think the league is just going to chop and change below us. I think, you know, I think come January, the end of January, I think it'll start taking shape. I don't think it's there yet. I don't think it's there yet. I think there's, you know, there's pretenders in there. We said about Spurs and Chelsea when they were the, the, the next two teams on our coattails that they lose games, they're expected to win. They lose home games, they're expected to win. And it's been the case. You know, it's, it's come to pass already in three games. They've both dropped points that they should have really got. Um, we've now got Leicester and United and Everton are behind us. And the same point will stand for the three of them. Man City to me are the three. Man City are currently, uh, well, seven points behind us with a game in hand, eight points behind us with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. They're the threat to me. But until the end of January, I don't think we can take too much. United are there now. United are bleeding awful. They're, all, they're a very good attacking team. We'll take that back. They're a very good attacking team. They've great strengths going forward. They've a great yeah. strengths going forward, but I think, I think, I just think they're being underestimated by teams that are playing them every week. Yeah. I don't understand how teams aren't coming out and just saying to you, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to play dead in front of you and let you play through. Leeds came out today and just like, well, like, I'll have all the space you want. Play. You know, that's the way Leeds play. They, they do it against everyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you can't really judge Leeds as, as a, a, a barometer. Like, but if you look at Man U's recent wins, you know, Leeds, Sheffield United, draw with City, beaten by Leipzig, bet West Ham, beaten by PSG, Southampton win. Uh, Istanbul win, West Brom win, Everton win. The, the games they're expected to win, okay, the Man City draw, but they have a hoodoo over. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has a hoodoo over Pep Guardiola, so that, that sort of in tune what you'd expect. And some of these, look, West Ham are in decent form, you know, you've got, got a win against them. But they will drop points. They will fade away. They're... Yeah. Um, they're they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're, I think I think they're shy, right? But I think that these are going forward. They're woeful at the back. I was waiting for you to say that. They've, you know, they're, they're really at the back. The pony they are. You know, they can get. They can be got at, and a good team will dissect them. But mm. there's not many good teams, and that's why they're where they are. There's yeah. not many good teams in this league. If well, we there's, some in, there's some in, there's some interest, there's some interesting uh, stuff coming up now this, this this week. You know, Liverpool have West Brom at home, but Leicester yeah. have host Manchester United. Chelsea, of course, host Ar- or Arsenal host Chelsea one way or the other, and they play each other. And I think I'm nearly sure City have away to Everton. So there's a couple of crackers in there. Um, Grizz. I want to talk to you about the January transfer window because that's where me and you come alive, isn't it? That's where me and you start lashing in transfer agenda shows, having the crack, and um, we're, we're, we're going to do that for the month of January, aren't we? We should be. We should be. And the main thing is, Gav, we need to tell the listeners we don't go by what the tabloids say and the, nope. and the newspapers. So it's, it's, it's our own opinions. Uh, it's through our own sources, so to speak. And um, I can't wait, Gav. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We are going to draw up a schedule for the next week to 10 days, um, mainly to get as much content out to you as we can and also to try look after our sponsors who are very kind to us. And, you know, that they're usually here on a Sunday night and a Wednesday night and a Friday night, but everything all over the place, we're going to, you'll probably find the Friday forecast on a Wednesday and stuff like that. But bear with us up until probably the second tour of January. We will get as much content out as we possibly can. And, you know, 
that, that's all we can do. We can shift stuff around, have a look at the fixtures, try fit stuff in. But myself, Grace, Shawnee, Keith, and, and a few other lads as well are fully committed to bringing you as much content as we can. Rajiv was saying to me earlier, sorry, Gav, I misread your point. I thought, <laughs> I'm sorry. Rajiv, calm down, man. It's grand. Um, it was seriously, like, it was literally just me reading, um, reading a chat and just going, oh yeah, what's going on there? Um, but it's great to see, it's just great to see the interaction overall in that chat. I think it's brilliant. Um, Universal, I'm not calling you by the rest of your name anymore. Um, that's the new rule for 2021. But both those teams are playing two games a week now and the squad will be tested. Squads will be tested. I think injuries yeah. dictate most of the season, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, and but look, smaller clubs will feel the pinch. You said it on the Friday forecast. Yeah, they will, free, they will free the Smaller clubs will feel the pinch now. They'll start losing bodies and you've seen it already. Sander Berger goes off after 15 minutes or something for Sheffield United. You don't know yeah. You, yeah. yeah, and you know something... Um, I think they will feel the pinch. I think, I think the, it's a massive mistake by clubs that voted for not having five subs. It's not about, um, advantages or disadvantages. It's about, it's about player welfare. And if you can look after your player welfare, you have more chance of having them on the pitch. Nope. Um, it's, it's, it's ridiculous in my opinion. Um, it's people, a lot of people talking about, uh, the pie, five million plus wages. So I don't know what's going yeah. on there. He's got um, a contract, isn't he? So they just look to get something in from. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, let me see. Uh, Barry Devaney asked Gav, when's the draw for this team being announced? Um, we're going to announce that in the next week to 10 days. And people, most people watching this will know about, um, Keen. Keen Finnegan is his name. Um, but the hashtag is Keen Strong. And, Listen, you go into the description, you click on the link, you'll see the GoFundMe page and it will explain everything to you. But it's something we're back on until he gets to that $100,000. And I think it's a disgrace if we don't get him there um, by hook or by crook. Uh, but what we're doing, what we are working on something along with a lot of people that have, that have helped us out. And in the next week to 10 days, we will announce what we have come up with, what other people have helped us out with and how we're going to go about this. But look, if you go on the link, the description, click the link, you can donate if you like, or you can copy and paste and share it across your social media and um, that would be absolutely amazing it's also a pinned tweet on Twitter and it's something that we are going to stick with until the very very end but we are planning something very very good for listeners and for viewers and for everybody anybody we can get a share there to um, we're planning something very good for that Grizz um, what are you doing for Christmas are you going to enjoy it man on the cans? yeah 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 no it's a busy time it's a, the, the trade that I'm in it's a very busy time so no rest for the wicked unfortunately mm. um but any time that is free, I'm going to be sort of spending on with you as usual. Yeah. What yeah. more can you get? All, 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 all we're doing for Christmas is walking hard, I think. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, as I said, no rest for the wicked and you don't get more wickeder than me and you. That's right. Very wicked. We're just here making up the numbers, yeah. No, we're no, very you're wicked. You're the measured. You're the measured one. Me and him are very wicked. I made, a, I made a note of that. I made a note. You're not wicked. You're absolutely the gentleman of the team. You're the... Mm. Who are you in the, in the in the eighteen? Uh Mordock, the mad one, didn't? Yeah. There you go. You don't involve yourself in the in the in the dramas, in the in the wickedness. You're there to sort of neutralize us. You're the neutralizer. Mm. Okay. He does. He he keeps us on a level playing field because um, somebody got upset. Uh, during the week when me and Grizz look like we're having a row. Me and Grizz don't row. Me and Grizz just annoy each other from one end of the day to the other, knowing. Um, we're in WhatsApp groups and we just annoy each other in WhatsApp groups and like literally in a side conversation but just me and him are having a conversation about something completely different it's actually we're talking directly about podcast stuff and in another group we're just absolutely ripping each other literally at the same time so that's how me and Grizz work um gav who will challenge us this season says free world 
I think the, uh, I think it's very easy in, in in a league that's a bit mad like this and a bit poor, to be perfectly honest. I think it's easy for two or three teams to rise above that and have a good go. Yeah. And if you get on a run, anything can happen. I think United are reminding me of 13, 14 Liverpool a bit. That's being honest. Like I think that reminded me a bit of that. I think City will come strong, um, especially when they go to the Champions League in February. City have um, only scored 19 goals in 13 games. Like, that's yeah. deplorable. Um, as someone's asking why Sean he left he had a problem at home with the internet um, it just crashed on him and instead of just trying to join back up he just left left us as we are um, but look lads what have we got this week the forum is on tomorrow and then we're literally getting off air here now to try to draw up a plan for the next 10 days it's been absolutely brilliant it's been um, it's been a brilliant Sunday night Grizz have an absolutely brilliant week and a brilliant Christmas yeah, mate. Why are you saying it like we're not going to be in touch? Like, what, what, I don't get it. Uh, I, I just, I like to say it here. I, I like, I like yeah. a sort of official yes. announcement, Chris. Dad, we're literally going to get off this, and and you're going to start messaging me until like you fall asleep. Literally, like I'm his last message. Half two in the morning. Like, All right, so are we on four? And I won't hear anything because he's fucking falling asleep whilst yeah. on the phone. No, my yeah. last message is usually love you. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes yeah. you forget. Oh, sorry. I think he's. Over, I think you're overcompensating. You forget. For you, f- you forget yeah, to right. tell Grizz once that you love him at the end of a night, and uh, he holds it against you. No wonder Charlie's <laughs> my favourite. Um, but Keith, no, it's Keith. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we, me and you That's and Grizz are going to try go and uh, sort out something now oh, over Christmas, aren't we? We get something done. Yeah, we get plenty of content out. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll do our best. Uh, Ali, Ali Mamed said, "Please, Grizz, unblock me." What the fuck is going on here to me? Yeah. Um, Barry Devon, he says, super pod, man, uh, later. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, get across to where uh, Twitter I'll and you can watch. Right, and you can... I'll unblock you, but this is last warning. I don't know any block. At Al underscore Ahmed 23. Don't be acting the bollocks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right, listen, that's definitely it. That has been the Fatback 4 for this Sunday. As I said, uh, keep an eye out on our social media accounts um, over the next 24 hours or so, and you will know what's going on for the rest of the week. If you don't see, you will see from us, but if you don't manage to watch the shows or if you don't manage to um, get them downloaded or whatever it might be, I just want to wish you all a very, very happy Christmas from everybody on the Fatback 4. Yeah. Thanks a million for all the support during the year and of course, um, we'll be back next week will we be back next week just before the new year anyway so we'd be grand we'd be game ball yeah we'd be grand we should be okay um, that's been it have a good one over and out now serving B24 at DMV window number 7 okay Jim we're next in line perfect Jim things are going very smoothly you remember the cell phone bill yes and the birth certificate nice we'll have a real ID in no time that's right ready to fly to Carla's graduation and then the big game real great work Jim you too Jim excuse me are you talking to yourself now serving B25 at window number 10. That's our cue, Jim. Excuse us. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.